Totos! Feliz Navidad! Well, my laptop doesn't want to participate in this recording, which is neither unusual nor a concern. And hello, universe. It is indeed Navidad Feliz Day, or uh, Mary's son Jesus' birthday, or the day that uh, the Romans decided would be the easiest day to coerce a bunch of people into thinking the same way, so they called it Christmas. And they made it Mary, because wasn't everybody named Mary back then? So, Merry Christmas! Happy Kwanzaa! Happy Hanukkah and Feliz Navidad to everybody on planet Earth. If you are celebrating family, love, and kindness, and understanding today, well then, you're one of mine, and I love you, and I understand you, I forgive you, and I will be kind. But to some other people today, I'm not so sure. See, there I go, thinking I have a finite quantity of kindness to be dishing out, and if I've used some yesterday, well then today... I'm going to be a son of a bitch, be a thorn in your side, I'm going to be a pebble in your shoe. Or I'm not, because it's Christmas. I'm going to pause though and go wake and bake a little more. Okay. Uh, whoops, I didn't blow my nose. And as we know, that's something I don't want to be doing anymore without being discreet about it, because that shit will get you kicked out of the house. Alright, but we gotta have some standards around here. I mean, if you're gonna fucking walk in my front door and farmer snot into my rug, I'm gonna tell you to get the fuck out of my house. I agree. And so when I think about yesterday's incident, I sort of think about it like, I imagine that dude who threw a shoe at George Bush didn't walk into that situation or even in any conceivable way have a precognitive thought that he was going to hit George Bush with his shoe. But, up and bam, what do you know happened that day? But, boom, George Bush is ducking because his shoe's coming at him. Well, my father didn't duck. Um, and I didn't throw him a shoe. But, in his opinion, I threw something much, much worse. Which is hilarious to me, but whatever. It's... It's tough to deal with a bully. And everyone listening knows this. Because your first reaction to a bully, well, is one of two things. Either to get the fuck away from their orbit so that they'll quit harassing you, or punch them in the mouth. And since bullies pick on people who generally will not punch them in the mouth as a reaction, 95% of bully interactions initially go the other direction. And then, <clears throat> once that bully keeps following your ass to places you are trying to go to avoid them, well, then you try to understand them. Hey man, why the fuck are you picking on me? What, 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 do, what do you want me to do? How am I supposed to change so that you won't be a dick? Well, I just don't like your height. You're five foot four and a half, and because you're five foot four and a half, I'm going to kick your ass. Huh, so if I wore platform shoes, you wouldn't kick my ass? Fuck you, bro, that's fashion. I'm talking about your height. Your height doesn't change because you put on some fucking heels. Okay, bully. So you need me to grow half an inch? Yeah, by tomorrow, or I'm going to kick your ass. Okay. 
So this bully makes no sense, right? They hate you for your height. Whatever it is that this bully is picking on you for, it's nothing you can do anything about. So now you can't understand them. So you think, well, I'll just forgive them. They're clearly throwing energy into the world from some source of unfair, unjust suffering that they're enduring. They're just lashing out at me as a target in a way that allows them to decompress. Okay. I can be the bigger person. I will forgive them for their behavior, and hopefully we can both move on to better lives. So, after asking what it is that's annoying and what it is that can be done, you think to yourself, all right, listen, <clears throat> I get that you're upset at me for things I can't control, but because I can't control them, here's the option. We can either move past this, and I will continue to discreetly do what I have to do to make sure that I am as low impact with my nose draining as possible, or we can decide to part and never interact again so that we don't annoy each other. And since, like the person trying to grow half an inch overnight, I couldn't wish away my stuffy nose, I've been wishing it away for months, hasn't worked. Well, why the fuck do I want to go play in the bully's playground? I can tell you this. I don't. I do not. I do not have any energy to be in that environment. But it's fucking Christmas. My parents are in their 80s. My family's intact. And if I don't suck it up, and allow myself 53 years of patterns to reinforce that my bully is going to bully me and I am going to take it. Even though I'm not in any way able to recognize the person who I was from 13 to 48, this person who I am now does not take bullying. I stand up for the weak. I react to the oppressors. I call out the vindictive. I didn't used to do that. So those who have been used to seeing me react a certain way my whole life don't know what to do with me now. And I get that. So my true Christmas present today will be the absolute swallowing of all of myself. I am going to my parents' house today as a gift to be the good son. And not the Macaulay version. Macaulay Culkin version that's going to go murder somebody. I hope. Um, no. No, I really, I really need to find the strength inside myself to just swallow my fucking... individuality. My pride. My sense of humanity. We're a mean family. We do mean things to each other. We say mean shit, and we act in the worst possible passive-aggressive ways. And I know that I'm a core player in this game of, of pentatonics, whatever the fuck game we're playing. Dixit, I suppose. 
Anyhow, the love in the room is there, but boy is it buried. And it hurts me so much just to experience that. But then to have to go through the backbiting, the nastiness, the the vitriol. I don't know. It seems like something that, again, I know, trials and tribulations, cross to bear, yada yada, all that shit, right? This doesn't even really stack up. My family can be a bit nasty to each other. And when it happens, I just want to fucking punch them all in the mouth or leave the scene. Okay, you and 330 other million Americans. Well, I guess that would include all the kids that are under four. Most of them are pretty fucking okay. But the rest of us... Um, alright. <clears throat> so, there's my... I'm not opening presents today because it's Christmas and we've decided no presents present to you. My wake and bake state of mind. Now, let's go pluck a philosophy gem off that sheet of paper on my bedroom wall and talk about something of interest. I'll be back. Okay. I'm going to have to go reinforce some uh, MMJ integration with my uh, dopamine and serotonin systems. Hopefully not with my gut but we're willing to take that risk. Because topically for today, we're going to discuss... Uh, did I already lose it? Nope. When you're trained not to like yourself, you're trained to be capable of anything. Pause. Okay, let's start with the obvious, right? If you are trained... you. To be capable of disregarding your own life's value, you have to be trained to hate yourself. Meaning, you can't send someone to war who doesn't want to lose their life. Okay. Because I'm not going to go. My life's too important to just go fight it off against a faceless enemy who I've never met that could result in the termination of my existence. What? No. No thank you. <clears throat> but if you hate yourself, well, fuck it. At least I'll die for some purpose or whatever sort of shenanigan you start falling for. At least my life will have ended with glory. Today is a good day to die, says the Klingon. Why? No, it's not. The day you die is the only day that Truly in life, you'll probably regret. Or maybe you won't, because you've learned to hate yourself. So, the messaging starts early. With the idea that you're not good enough, you don't deserve it, and that things are probably going to get worse, especially for you, because look at you, you're a piece of shit. So, if you don't... <coughs> whoa! If you don't hate yourself, then... There's no way that you're going to go off and give your life the level of disregard war requires. Ah, okay, I'm waking up now. Ah, and, alright, I better blow my nose. Furthermore, hating yourself is the key to talking yourself out of 
all kinds of things that life could offer you, but you just feel you don't deserve. And I think back to the people who used to live thousands of years on this planet, carefree and without concern for death whatsoever. And in fact, as death would happen, they would try to time it with the birth or conception of, of another life so that they could jump right back into life. That's how much they loved life. That's how much they couldn't be talked out of anything but loving themselves, the situation they were in, and the destiny of purpose they were about to fulfill. The game couldn't start fast enough once you knew your player character had come to an end. When can I get back? Right now. Ah, let's do it. Now, fuck man, you leave Earth, you gotta go process all the self-loathing out of your system. You gotta go receive unconditional love for what feels like infinity to reinforce the fact that what you experienced on Earth wasn't real. I mean, it was real because it tested you from the inside out in a way that left stains. Literally left stains on your soul to be cleansed. Yeah, that's the visit to Earth that we're all experiencing. The one filled with self-loathing. But that's an easy one to get over because all you have to do is say, but I don't hate myself. I just hate the circumstance myself finds itself in. Can I do anything to change that? Okay. So, capable of anything starts with capable of taking or disregarding to the point that your life becomes meaningless. But what about capable of anything on another level? Well, the idea that I was taught to hate myself comes to a child of a completely atheist upbringing. There was no discussion of religion because religion was gobbledygook. And it was discussed as such, but that was the end of the discussion. Pause. And the irony, <clears throat> I suppose many atheists, atheists feel, but I certainly did, and I know my sister did, is, yeah, I'm not going to say <clears throat> any of that heaven hooey or hell hooey all sounded fucking true or legit, but <clears throat> I certainly believed in the force, which is essentially like saying, I guess I believe in the soul. Not necessarily the individual soul, but the collective soul, that there is some sort of harmonic convergence of existence that conscious life must Venn diagram overlap 100% across life. I just... Life has an energy. It flows through you and around you and all that shit Obi-Wan Kenobi says, that made sense to an atheist. <laughs> so, so what do you do with that, right? You start thinking, well, I just don't like this man-god that you put in the clouds that watches me all the time and uh, built my platform of existence in six days, then took a day off and 
went up into the heavens to start peering on me. That guy doesn't sound reasonable. But some other parts that you talk about, well, not heaven and hell, that sounded dumb. But some of the other, okay, so what do they talk about that sounds reasonable? Well, not much that I have been uh, coincidentally introduced to through my lack of attendance to any religious services whatsoever. So you start taking religious studies classes or whatever in college, and you start running into things like Hindu tradition or Buddhism or uh, just alternatives to the Christian theology. And from those gems of discovery come some real nuggets of wisdom, like how Buddhism is about the removal of one's, uh, of oneself from the equation, or essentially atten- a, a ascension to nirvana involves a loss of self. Now, these are concepts as a fucking American that don't make any sense, right? Because you're like, a loss of self. Fuck that. I'm an American. I'm all about self. In fact, well, okay, let's stop being a joker. But I certainly couldn't vibe with that at the age of 19 when I'm coming into myself as a young adult in this goddamn environment. Teach me all you want about Hindu tradition and Buddhist ascension to nirvana. And I'm going to think it means I just got to go buy that in Times Square or fucking collect enough tokens to send it in to the token people to get my reward because that's how I'm being conditioned. I'm being conditioned to hate myself while I'm also being conditioned to think I'm an exceptional individual. So, because I think religion tries to temper some of the the self of this experience, having had none of that, man, I was becoming more and more capable of anything. Because in some twisted way, I could either say I deserved it, or none of this matters, so what fucking difference does it make? Again, those binary elements of existence that you start to float between are dangerous. You shouldn't be there. In fact, you're only there because you've been pushed to both extremes. You, as an individual, are by natural force, you you radiate toward balance, harmony, and tranquility. You are filled with nervous energy whenever you know you are exposed on the extreme. Because in said circumstance, you do not have the fallback reliability of knowing that you stand stable, balanced, and harmonically tranquilized thanks to your dodging and parrying of the world's transgressions against you. No, if your reaction to those transgressions is to lunge at them as aggressively as possible and to take them head-on in every situation... Well, like that silver ball and pinball, you're just going to be bouncing all over the fucking board. And until somebody corrals you on a flipper, well, you're just chaos in action. And again, becoming more and more capable of anything. So then, what happens when you start loving yourself? Well... First of all, you don't want to give up your life. 
So war seems um, unrelatable, ununderstandable, and unkind. And a whole lot of other uns. Unfucking believable. Sending goddamn drones to kill people. <laughs> Unfucking believable. God. Drones are for looking inside your neighbor's windows, not for fucking killing people. Okay. Um, so now, now you're starting to lose touch with your soul, lose touch with the force, and you hate yourself. But, on top of all that, you think you deserve everything in the world. Uh, can we not just call that a formula? capable of anything? Pause. So then, what about last night? Said Rob Lowe to Demi Moore. Well, Jim Belushi looked on and said, man, Rob Lowe, you're too pretty. But, don't go digging that movie up. It will disappoint. Instead, think about my last night. There was no Demi Moore. I am not Rob Lowe. And while Jim Belushi was indeed in the room... Well, he lost his brother John, so he was sad. No, none of that happened. None of that happened. What happened on the last pause was too many bargains. But corralling all of this back into something of worth. Capable of anything I was last night. Because you know what I did? I lost my centered balance of being kind, understanding, and forgiving. My father's a bully. He bullies my mom. He bullies my brother-in-law. He bullies me. He does not bully my sister. And in revealing that crack in his otherwise insecure facade, I have to remember that somewhere along the line, my dad had a rough ride. He's never had connection to his emotional side in any way that I can describe as mature. And uh, for that, he's led a very limited life. There's no time left to help him here. And there's no time left to fight him here. There is time left to love him here. And uh, I think somewhere along the way, he was misloved. And uh, I'm sure it's been undeserved, the level of self-loathing he holds toward himself is higher than anything I've ever seen. So today, well, this motherfucker better fucking act like a goddamn reasonable person. There's no room for ego in that room today. I just have to be okay with being a punching bag. <sighs> because I know in the long run it'll show how much I truly do love my dad. Even if he's a bully. So, <sighs> practice what I preach, right? Take myself out of the equation. It's just one day. And it may be the last Christmas we're all together. 
on that note, I would certainly like to remember it as one where I was as loving, kind, and understanding as I possibly can be. So, Merry Christmas to all.